So I was on a roll. I was an executive with a nice salary, annual bonuses and stock options, all the perks. Everything was on track. And on Monday, January 7th, 2008, at three o'clock in the afternoon in a small conference room on the top floor of our building, the president of the company wanted to have a quick meeting with me, which wasn't unusual since he was my boss. But the meeting turned out to be even more brief than expected. He fired me. And I'll never forget how his words just sucked the breath right out of me. And I left the conference room in a dazed state, and I went home and curled up my bed in the fetal position for three hours. And while I could go on in vivid detail about how I felt, what I did to my self-esteem, my finances, and so on, what I now realize is while that event created the greatest amount of discomfort I had ever felt, it was that discomfort, the departure from my ordered life, that forever changed it for the better. You see, friends, what makes you comfortable can ruin you. And what makes you uncomfortable is the only way to grow. Let me say that again. What makes you comfortable can ruin you. And only in a state of discomfort can you continually grow. Now, I suppose if on January 8th, somebody come up and said, gee, buddy, getting fired's a good thing because now you're really going to grow. I probably would have smacked them. But pretty quickly, I became motivated to start a new journey. And after a couple of years of work with my new team and a PhD friend at the University of Nebraska, we had this epiphany on how to illustrate and apply the science of discomfort and growth. We called the concept the growth rings. The growth rings represent living environments that promote or hinder growth. And that includes everything from your place of work to even a fishbowl. You see what dictates the size of a goldfish? is its environment. And while this goldfish lives in a very safe environment, it's also very limiting in most every way. And when placed in a more robust environment, like say a small pond, this can be the result. Now it also means he could be eaten. But friends, this is you. The environments in which you work, live, and play, they're all a proverbial fishbowl that dictates your growth. So the first growth ring represents a low-performing, low-growth environment called stagnation. Stagnation is understood by having to follow too many steps and permissions of minutia that stifles creativity, independent thought, and action. To imagine an environment such as this, think no further than our state and federal governments. Now the antithesis of stagnation is chaos, also low growth and low performing. Chaos can be caused by internal or external events or conditions. We see chaos occur at times in business mergers, natural disasters, and horrific events like 9-11. Chaos is having zero predictability or control over inputs and outcomes. Coming back down the growth rings, next to stagnation is the most desirable environment, order. Order is knowing that what you do or what is happening in your environment leads to a predictable outcome. And in predictability, comfort is found. But comfort is also what makes order so dangerous. Because science shows that anytime you continually do something or even think about something the same way, you'll eventually stop growing. And this applies to every living thing, even our dog. You see, if Aspen had a chance, 
she'd choose comfort six days a week and twice on Sundays. But too much growth-limiting order would have prevented her from becoming a therapy dog. And had this been allowed, think of the lives this gentle soul would not be touching today. So before your order continues to limit the way you think and act, remember what I said earlier, growth only occurs in a state of discomfort. Now think about the power of that phrase, growth only occurs in a state of discomfort. I can unequivocally state I wouldn't be standing on this stage today without my uncomfortable order-disrupting day nine years ago. By the way, I'm not recommending you go get fired to see if it leads to a TED Talk, but when you feel discomfort hit, that means you've entered the complexity ring. Complexity is nothing more than changed order. But when your order is changed, outcomes are no longer predictable, and it's unpredictability that makes you uncomfortable. And while most times, your visceral response to discomfort is not just no, but hell no, you can actually learn how empowering it is to consciously acknowledge discomfort, and then when appropriate, choose complexity over order. And I know seeking discomfort sounds odd, and not many people do it, but you have to learn to embrace it because it's the only environment where sustained or exponential growth can occur. Okay, to weave high growth complexity into the fabric of your lives, there are three primary ways it can be triggered. Complexity trigger number one is it can be forced upon you. When I got fired, I didn't have a chance to stay in order. Complexity was selected for me. And when this happens, how much you grow depends on how you respond to it. Now, I could have remained angry. I could have used it as an excuse. But what I, what I actually learned is that I suck as an employee. And I'm much better off accepting the risks of running my own company. Complexity trigger number two, someone can help you get there. This is the role of parents, teachers, coaches and bosses because left on their own people will consciously or subconsciously select the comfort of order and they then need to be pushed into complexity in order to continue growing my youngest daughter spent most of her high school life training to play tennis and her coach was pretty familiar with our work on complexity and the growth rings so I called him up one day to check on Maddie's progress and I was able to phrased my question like this. I said, hey Lee, how long has it been since Maddie's been pushed deep into complexity? Lee's response, hmm, funny you'd ask, Bill. We got there yesterday. She broke down into tears on the tennis court. Huh. Well, knowing how tough my daughter is and the fact that she never cries told me she was deep into complexity. But friends, this is where critical developmental decisions are made because the old Bill, the pre-growth ring bill would have intervened and wanted to know what was making her so uncomfortable, then I would have done everything I could to try and get her happy again. What I really would have been doing is removing the complexity and putting her in order. I actually would have been stifling her development. But the new post-growth ring bill relished in his daughter's discomfort. And it was the coach's next words that told me everything I needed to hear. He said, 
But Billy got to tell you, it took a heck of a lot more to get her to the limits of complexity this month than it did last month. Discomfort was causing her growth. Okay, but what if you're not lucky enough to live or work in a robust high growth environment? What if you're stuck in order, even worse, stagnation? Well, the great news is everyone can trigger complexity at any time. So complexity trigger number three, trigger it yourself. Take a journey with me back to Montgomery, Alabama in the 1950s. Imagine, if you will, a young girl who's black and she attends an all-black high school. And she takes a city bus to get there and home, which wasn't unusual in that era. And on March 2nd, 1955, she boards the bus to come home from school and she sits near the back in the first row of seats where blacks were allowed to sit. And as the bus continues to fill with white people, there's eventually no more room in the front of the bus. And according to local law, she needed to move further back to create room for white people to sit. You see, Montgomery had an order in place that one followed led to a very predictable outcome. Repression of people with little conflict. But 15-year-old Claudette Colvin had just spent the last month in high school studying black history. And she was understandably fed up with the historic and existing atrocities. And so on this day, she decided she didn't like Montgomery's order. And by refusing to give up her seat, she sent a community, our laws, and our entire country into complexity. Yes, nine months before Rosa Parks made her famous decision to stay put, it was a 15-year-old girl that was handcuffed, dragged from the bus, and taken to prison. It was Miss Colvin, not Rosa Parks, who first fought the law. And by the way, was also the star plaintiff to testify in the famous lawsuit that went all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. So, I use Claudette's actions not to heighten awareness of race issues, although that's not necessarily bad. But I used it as an example of every issue, of every situation in an ordered environment. It's a real and perfect example of complexity forcing people, our communities, and our courts into discomfort. And the downstream impact that can occur anytime someone elects to move from order. Dr. Serene Jones, in a recent book, summarizes this concept very eloquently. She said, the constant facade of order hides the wilderness that is craving to seep out and teach us that life wasn't created to be what we think it is. Beyond words, we must experience the wilderness to be taught what cannot be otherwise known. So friends, it's not the discomfort of losing a job. It's not having a child break down on the tennis court, but it's order you should fear the most because it is a threat. And order disrupting people like Jesus, Galileo, Claudette Colvin, Aspen's trainer, and maybe even a few of you have already proven. Now think about this. It's not the complexity triggering individuals or events you should fear the most, but it's your own willingness to accept or seek discomfort that will dictate the growth of not just you, but our entire world. Thank you very much for allowing me to be a part of this.
If you're new to the Impact Secret Podcast show, welcome to the family, to my existing family. Big up, as always. Thank you for joining the show. I am your humble host or your respectful host, E. D, for all you smart and intelligent folks out there, that just simply means Ed. On this podcast show, we shift the mindset through inspiration, motivation, with a standing foundation of self-discipline. Now, pull up to the dinner table. I got some stories to tell. You know the motto, the slogan here, the one that moves the crowd and the people. (laughs) Bet on yourself. You won't win unless you get in the game and play. The quote that has resonated with me that I hope that you continue to hear over all the intros is by Marley. You never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have. Again, Bob Marley. First question two thought provoking statements. First question. How do you keep developing when you don't? want to experience dis- discomfort. Mm, that's a that's a deep one. We're going to slow that one down. How do you keep developing when you don't want to experience discomfort? First thought-provoking statement. Growth rings. You know, that's by Bill Eckerstorm. Again, growth rings. And the last one, thought-provoking statement is not outshining your company, not outshining your company today's episode is entitled (laughs) 30 day money back guaranteed expectations let's say that again 30 day money back guarantee expectations i'm gonna unpack that title that's seems like a lot there but once I unpack it, family, you, you'll know where I'm coming from on that particular thing. So let's jump into the show, family. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed that audio clip by Bill uh, Eckerstorm. The um, reason why I enjoyed it is because he talked about the whole aspects of the growth ring. And that was the first time that I had ever heard about the whole growth ring. If you want to check out the original um, audio, which is the video piece of it, you need to, you can go check out a Ted talk. I I believe he did that, that actual speech um, from a Ted talk. And what was amazing about it is, is, is that as much as I don't want to admit it as much as probably a lot of people don't want to admit it because they know what requires of it is, is the fact that the six, the, the true success or the thing that you're going after or the, 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 the development that you're working on is always going to lie in discomfort. I have had great moments of being discomfort of being, being discomfort but I've also had great moments of when I was lazy and didn't want to do anything and just was exhausted uh, because of the mental and physical things that you do put yourself in and to be uncomfortable or to create that sense of discomfort. And what, what Bill broke down in the growth ring, uh, Uh, And you kind of heard it in the audio clip. So there was four components. He talked about the chaos, the complexity, the order 
and then stagnation. What we're going to do, family, we are definitely going to unpack the complexity. I want to definitely unpack that. But I also want to just kind of highly, I just kind of want to touch on order and stagnation. So let's touch on order and stagnation real quick. See, from a order standpoint, we have the, when I look, when I think about order and, and again, I'm putting my spin and my thoughts of just my personal experience of when I think of order, I think of everything being intact, everything being perfect, everything being so aligned that you don't, you know, it, it's nothing really to to think about is those people that you can get. I don't want to use the word jealous, but those people that the night before will uh, they if they make the decision that, hey, I'm going to work out in the morning, they'll have their clothes ready. They'll have the the coffee that they're going to drink or the water or they'll have everything ready. So literally when the alarm clock goes off or as Zig Ziglar said, the uh, electronic rooster goes off. They have the opportunity to basically just put on their gear and and just go. And the thing about that, which is great and which I first of all admire, is that they are planning ahead. They've made a conscious decision that when I go to bed and when when I wake up in the morning, my goal is to be able to work out. My goal is to be able to have no reason that's going to stop me from getting in the way of my workout. I have my clothes ready. I have everything that is is required because I remember when I was um, when I was working, uh, commuting into a, a job and, and it was this actual job that I loved. Uh, well, I, well, let me let me step back. What I loved about the job was the location of where it was at because of the fact that uh, it gave me the ability to work out in the morning. It was amazing, too. I never knew what. Uh, oh, man, I can't. His, his, the Rock. Yeah. When he would talk about, man, nobody's in a gym. But I get it. When you are in a gym by yourself or maybe with one or two people, you know, the chances of you being interrupted or the chances of you being bothered is slim. So you can put on your headphones or whatever you use to to block out any outside noise or distractions and you actually uh, get to work. But again, what I loved about the, the opportunity is I have the ability to work out in the morning and then basically get on an elevator and go in into my into my job. And I loved it because it created a. A, a sort of a discipline for myself to say, you know, I, I need to get everything laid out the night before I need to get the clothes that I'm going to wear. I need to iron them. I need to make sure I got all of the toiletries that I need because uh, I would take a shower at the pl- place, of course. And it would be frustrating at any moment when that order got out of place, meaning that I forgot the, you know, some deodorant at home, or I forgot my toothbrush, or I, I forgot a shirt that I was supposed to wear. And it would drive me crazy because I'm like, oh, I got to drive all the way back home to go get this, this stuff. And um, sometimes I was just like, you know what, I'm gonna see if I can buy this around at a store or something that's close by, instead of having to go back home. But the point I'm trying to make family is, is, is that I was extremely uncomfortable and frustrated because everything that I had aligned as far as in order, it, it just kind of, it wasn't really in order. So I had to respond to 
things not being how the way that I thought they should have been because I did the required work. I was already prepared. And that's another thing I, I even know that. And I've shared this before in that book. If you haven't checked it out, one of my favorite author, uh, authors, uh, Tim Grover, um, he wrote the book on winning as a recent book. It actually dropped this month. And he talked about how he would train his players in different time zones. And I was like, why? You know, at first I was like, well, I, I mean, from a, I get it, but I'm like, um, uh, but what if, you know, like it, it, I, I was just asking a lot of questions in my mind and I was trying to figure out, like, I mean, I understood the why the why was because you were going to be playing in different time zones. You may have a game in Phoenix and then you may have to jump on a plane and have a a, you know, a game in, in Detroit, or you may have a game in California and then you have to jump on a plane and you may have a game, you know, in Dallas. So it's, it, I, I got it because you're going to be in different time zones. So your body, you need to, to be able to adapt. And I, what I loved about it though, was the fact that that is, that is a reflection of life. Sometimes we want to plan and plan and create this, this sense of order In reality. We can't, control everything the only thing we can control is ourself so what I challenge you family of reason why I started with that particular item there is because we have to get out of the 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 business of trying to plan the perfect life or trying to plan how things should be and uh, I but I, I think we need to create a sense of balance yes you have to plan we can't do it without planning but you have to make it up in your mind that you're going to uh, move forward anyhow. Because, see, a lot of times we can start we, we start planning. We can plan out this beautiful approach of how we're going to tackle something. But we don't we don't move forward in the execution because of the fact of that we look at our plan and we like, wow, uh, I don't know how I'm going to get all of this accomplished. Matter of fact. I'll even go deeper is I was looking at, you remember I talked about measurements of being able to measure, you know, um, how you're doing week over week. And I was looking at the month of April versus, you know, where I'm at now. And I was looking, I was like, wow, I see the discrepancy of how one, one week I'll, I'll do extremely well as far as the goal that I set percentage wise, but then the next week I'll fall off. What is going on here? And what it was is, is that I got comfortable. I got comfortable of, I was having success and I was like, uh, well, I'm not going to do that today. I'll just worried about it a, another time. And what will tend to happen is, is, is that, you know, what I'm noticing is, is, is that unless I stay on top of it and push myself to keep that score up of what I said that I wanted to do, the goals that I said I wanted to have. And it's the same thing with you family is, is that we always ask for, or we're always wondering about a refund policy. How many days do I got before I can return this? Is it 14? Is it seven? Is it 30 or whatever the return policy is? And we have these expectations of others of, of when someone says, well, I'm going to do this and that this thing that they're going to do may make them uncomfortable because they're so used to doing it a certain way and we hold them to an expectation and we say oh you said you were going to do this and you're not doing it and all you do is this but we don't hold ourselves to that same expectation we don't hold ourselves to that same accountability 
And I think that's what dives into what Bill was saying here regarding these complexity triggers. And that's and that's what I love. So let's unpack what he was talking about here. And I, I went and uh, grabbed this. Uh, I think I grabbed this from his website where he talked. He said during complexity, we face our, we face we force ourselves to solve new problems, meet new people and find new pools of wisdom. According to Bill, there are there are three ways in life to trigger complexity rings. The first one is is complexity can for, can be forced on you. The second one is someone can help you experience complexity. And then the third one is you can trigger complexity yourself. So again, the first one is uh, complexity can be forced on you. Someone can make uh, can help you experience it or you can trigger complexity yourself. So let's look at examples of those three complexities. The first one was is, is that um, you can uh, something can happen in your life that's, you know, um, that creates a lot of trauma. So I'll use uh, losing, you know, losing someone in your family or uh, let's say getting fired, losing a job. Uh, that is a complexity that can be forced on you. And now you're in this disaster and you're in this situation. Now what? Or someone can help you experience that one where um, like the example that they use, someone can force you to seek challenges where critical development decisions are made and then the third one is um you can trigger com complexity yourself where you disrupt kind of what your order is what your day-to-day -day is what you said like for me how i've done this on a couple of occasions where i started waking up at three i mean at five and then i went to four and then i went to three and when i got to that 3 a.m mark i stopped because i was like that was what i was aiming for anyway um but the complexity there that I created for myself, it was a challenge. And so the funny thing about it is now I can wake up at four with no problem, but I'm still having that challenge with three because of the fact of it, it just requires so much more out of you it requires a certain discipline that I don't believe, you know, if some days I can hit it, but then there's some days I'm so excited and my mind just won't shut off because I'm just thinking about all the things I'm going to be able to accomplish by getting up that morning. So, again, finding ways to disrupt yourself if you have a problem with getting up. You know, I've even heard some I heard a comedian say this, that he got like six alarm clocks, you know, spread out through his bedroom that forces him to get up to turn them off. So point I'm trying to make his family is being able to disrupt yourself and when you get to a point where you know certain things that you need to do to disrupt yourself, I was actually having a conversation this morning. You know how I do in my meditation. I was like, it's time for another. It's time for me to disrupt myself. And that's why it's funny. I ran into this opportunity here that we're talking about today because I was like, you know, when you know, but you're like, you keep putting it off. And I said, I kept asking myself, why am I putting this disruption off? And a lot of times family, what happened, the reason why you put disrupting off or disrupting yourself is because of, of a fear. If we're going to just keep it all the way a buck, it's a fear of, of the, the, the success that you could have. Cause you know, if you disrupt this part of your, your life, you're like, oh man, I probably will execute on a lot more. I probably will 
do I would probably be able to push myself harder and faster and and but you're just thinking about the pain that comes with it because if you've ever if you've ever disrupted yourself when you finally made your made your mind up and said you know what I'm gonna start going to the gym and you start going to the gym after that first week hey I'm maybe maybe even after that first couple of days your body is sore because you haven't worked those muscles before and you like man is this worth it but then once you get in a routine and you get things now you don't experience that soreness as much so you have to find ways to disrupt your your workouts or you know and for me that's what I had to do like when I uh when I started it like when I started working out I chose one exercise that's it and for me because I want to lose I want this six pack when right now I'm looking like you know I, I I need to cut out well we we'll talk about that a different day but I want this six pack and the only way I know how to get the six pack is is reducing my calories and along with cardio. So I said, well, what do I want to, what, what exercise could I do that will help me get there? Well, of course, cardio and treadmill. So that's what I chose. And then I also said that I wanted to work on my, um, on my strip and said, well, let's start off with some basic push-ups. 10. That's all I'm asking you to do. And that's how we have to do things, family. We, and the thing about it is too, family, the type of push-up I'm doing, it, you know, I've I've over time continually to upgrade it to make me uncomfortable. And it still makes me uncomfortable to this day when I'm doing it because it's stretching me. And that's the thing. I don't understand why we don't want to be stretched. Well, again, I know why we don't want to be stretched because of the fear of feeling like we are leaving someone behind or we're leaving something behind. Let me let me rephrase it that way. We are leaving something behind. And that something is that's why my point number uh, my, my my second point was or thought provoking statement was not outshining your company. You know, it goes back to that whole adage of sometimes a lot of people that have the ability to be successful are afraid to be successful and they do things to disrupt that success because of the fact of, of being alone and going through the journey and you feel like you're alone, but Family, you're already alone, meaning that if you made a decision that you wanted to create a business or you wanted made a decision that you wanted to do uh, tackle one of your goals and visions, you're alone because you have to you have to figure this out and and you have to test and, and see what works and see what doesn't work. So that 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 piece alone of saying, well, I feel like I'm going to leave you know people behind. I remember when I started studying for uh one of my degrees and I start the only reason why I couldn't stop is because I was like man I've already started it's there there's no turning back on this but I would miss out on a lot of things that I wanted to do with my friends I mean I wanted to go hang out with them and uh you know go party or or uh you know, on the best days for me to actually work on the papers that were due were Saturday and Sunday. And those are the things where they would be, you know, friends and family would have hangouts and, you know, to come through and kick it. But I, I can't or, you know, I, I don't want to I didn't want to do one thing that would lead me to staying up later. And then, you know, I, I'll sleep the rest of the day. So I understood that for for me. I have to be willing to sacrifice. Everything is always going to come down and come back 
to sacrifice when you become uncomfortable in a situation of when you if it's a goal that you want there is always going to lead back to the sac the thing that you decided that you wanted to sacrifice on so when i say not outshining your company it's it's the it's the concern of you wanting to play it safe because of what they may say about you that, oh, you're too obsessive with your doing or, oh, you know, you you forgot about us or, you know, all those little little cliches and everything. But when you have when you have people that's riding with you, when you have people um, and, and well, let's take a step back when you have people that don't understand what you're going after. And I love what Eric said. It's not their vision anyway. So it's hard for them to understand your vision when you see it clearly and they don't understand it because it wasn't given to them. So when something is not given to somebody or is it, it's, yeah, it's not driven inside them, they're not going to understand why are you so obsessed about what you're doing and why you're working on on this particular thing anyway. So I always, I always challenge you, family, is to be uncomfortable. I'm not saying being comfortable in everything because I surely am not. But there's there's times that you're going to have to shock that that routine, that stagnation that you continually that you've developed. And, you know, when it's getting stale because you at a point where you're like you, you, you just become it's like you're just moving like a robot through life and we've all we all go that through that and we have to consistently watch for that i know for me i have to watch for it a lot because i'll i'll get i'll get caught up in the routine of things and and saying wait i have to find a way to disrupt this particular routine once i master it um so i can make it better if there's some new information out there that makes sense based off of where i'm at because what i don't want you to do family is what i've already done for you i've already done i've already done the pain for you i've already experienced the pain for you i've already experienced the heartache and break uh for this where don't go chasing shiny objects i'm going to tell you i don't care what the new fad out there is for dieting it is I'm not I shouldn't say it's not going to work. What I'm going to say is it still comes back down to the principles. If you were to if, if you were just to generally ask yourself, how do I lose weight? What do you think you would say to yourself? Probably these two things. I probably need to watch what I'm eating and I need to uh, exercise from there. You start building the knowledge. And I said, that's what I was going to do. I said, um, I'm going to. To really pick two or three topics, uh, micro skills that I'm, you know, working on. And I said, I'm really just going to dig in deep and, and, and research on my own and, and, and really find out sometimes what other people are not telling me, you know, where I'm trying not to go in this family, but I'm going to go there anyway. What type of, um, basically what what some of the courses that I've taken have not really provided me. Now, again, I always come back and I always, put my disclaimer on there are some amazing courses that I've taught that I've learned so much that I felt like uh I should have gave given them more for what they the course offered but there have been there have been more shoddy and I use the word shoddy courses out there courses that were just really selling me a fake dream instead of really developing me then there are really good thorough genuine courses out there and sometimes you can get blindsided by that but let me get off that uh, family because I, I you know how i get when i start talking about that so now i'm putting and I, I every time i talk about it i think about it, i'm like man i'm putting more and more pressure on myself 
to develop a really thorough course that is really going to help somebody because it's not really all about just just mindset, you know, because that's a component of it. But you you without I mean, yeah, you can have a great mindset, but you still need to get to this money to this bag. And we all do. I mean, and, and, it's, and they say, well, money is not everything, but well, I, it depends who you ask. So uh, I'm not telling you to base your dreams and your, your passion off of money. I'm trying to tell you that in life, we have to focus on finding ways to be uncomfortable in our dreams and our visions or the things we say we want out of life so we can be more than we were. And that doesn't mean you have to, you know, break up your, your routine and everything like that. Every time I'm saying that start finding ways that you can tweak it to be better, find ways that, that, you know, some of the things you could cut out to improve what you're currently doing. And if there's, there's, there's projects that you've been wanting to get, you know, uh, work on, find ways to say, well, how can I work on that? You know, maybe, you know, once or twice a week. So all I'm doing family is just as putting a challenge out there. As you know, I am a student in training. I, I will never claim to be the guru. I will never claim, I will never want that status because that status to me says when you become the guru is that you are no longer coachable and teachable. And I am coachable, teachable, and I am someone that is continually to learn. And if you're listening to the show, you must be someone that's coachable and teachable as well. And you need to start requiring, requiring the same expectations that you, of yourself that you uh, require of others. So if you have an expectation of someone else that they should be doing x y and z and you're not doing x y okay you want you want more i know how we do it here and i'm i'm giving you generalization and you like man you sounding like everybody else you're right so let's let's dig into it be transparent so if you're requiring of someone to be a if let's say someone's made a decision hey i'm going to lose five pounds for the month for the next you know for the month of of June or July, whatever month we're in right now, June, um, then you need to match that. If that's what you're saying of you saying, Hey, you know, I want to be supportive and I want to do this with you. Then that's something you need to do. And you need to hold yourself accountable for that saying, Hey, I'm going to lose this, this, this five pounds. And if I don't, I need to be able to go back and, and understand why I didn't lose this five pounds. What was I eating over the, that week, that month, you know, those two weeks or, or whatever that thing is. So again, family, find ways to make yourself uncomfortable, demand the same respect expectations of yourself that you uh, require of others. This has been another impact secret podcast show i've been your humble host e d i don't know why i said what i just said as far as not to give up never give up keep going family peace